Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> it's If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. Also known as Billy Idol Stole His Lick from Spike. I'm here with my friends. Daniel, say hello. Hello. Stacia, say hello. Hello. And we're here to talk about the 10th episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Nightmares, which originally aired on May 12th in 1997. Before we get into the episode, let's set the mood by hearing what happened this week in 1997. Daniel, hit me with some news. Okay, so this week, a couple of things happened. One was the rock and roll. Actually, uh, the rock and roll ceremony was held in Cleveland for the very first time. So this was the, you know, the rock and roll museum is in Cleveland. They, they had the first concert ever. And the first batch of inductees were the Bee Gees. Okay. Buffalo Springfield. I don't know what that is. Cosby still Cosby Stills and Nash. Okay. Jackson Five, Joni Mitchell, Parliament Funkadelic, and the Young Rascals. Nice. Yeah, it's not a bad list. Do you mean Crosby Stills and Nash, or do you mean Cosby Stills and Nash, which is like a? Did I say Cosby Stills sure and did. Nash? Yeah. Nash. Nash. Crosby Stills and Nash. See, I thought it was going to be like uh, David Crosby. A cover band, like the the metal band that dresses like Ned Flanders, all of them. What? Yeah, there's a, uh, like a death metal band there. They all dress like, dress like Ned Flanders. That's awesome. So I thought it was going to be What's a band name? that was Crosby, Stills, and Nash, but they all dress in Cosby sweaters. Do you like Crosby, Stills, Nash or Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? The first one. The second one's too long. I don't know Why? what the Flanders but band Neil is. Why, Young having that in there is pretty great. Okay, so a couple of releases that came out this week, which would have been May 5th to May 12th. A uh, couple that we know of. Uh, number one, the Melvins. Oh, yeah. Honky. Yeah. Definitely a late career record. Uh, number two, Paul McCartney, Flaming Pie. Pretty pretty big record. And Hanson that we talked about last week produced their first record called Middle of Nowhere. So last week. They did week, Bop. Yeah, they Right, the single it. came out. But, okay, yeah. gotcha. Which is pretty crazy. A single like one week before the actual album. The band is called Oakley Dokley because of course it is. That's kind of the best thing. And if you're going to the cinema this week, you want to go and see two movies that have come out. Number one, well, you don't want to see the first one. It's called Father's Day. has Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. You would think it would be great. I've never heard of it in my life. 25% Rotten Tomatoes. The other one we've definitely probably all seen. Definitely probably. <laughs> definitely probably. The Fifth Element. Nice. 71% on that, Rotten Tomatoes, which is not as high as I thought it would be. That's like in my top five favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's great. And then I've I realized. Seen it. It, yes, you have. No. Yeah, you've watched it with me. No, I don't. You probably slept through it, but... I didn't watch it. I'm, I promise you, you did. We've never watched it. Okay. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test, which I realized, unfortunately, so that's a problem, but, I, like, I don't know, that was a big moment in my life, realizing that a lot women of... women are actually in it? It's just the girl, right? Yeah. Well, and then the opera singer, and then that's literally it. Yeah, yeah so, so you're automatically going to lose when your female protagonist really... Has no one else to talk to but Bruce Willis. That's a loss no matter how you spin it. I know. And on television, it was Bob Saget's last episode of America's Funniest Home Videos. What a bummer. 1997 looks bleak. All right. On to the episode. (laughs) Thanks, Daniel. You're welcome. Things are getting worse. 
yeah, things are. This was the beginning of the end for America. That's <laughs> when Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, when Bob Saget left. When Bob America. Dylan left America's Funniest Videos. Bob Dylan took over America's Funniest Videos. A different show. Probably be amazing. Okay, so nightmares. Oakley Dokley. Oakley Dokley. The master's back. <laughs> Did you forget about him? We all forgot about him. It actually starts with a prophetic dream, which we haven't touched on since the first, possibly second episode. So that's immediately how we start. Is I enjoyed seeing him dream. again. I thought it was kind of weird. It's it's weird that it's been like four episodes. Yeah. And in real time, I mean, we're watching it pretty much like, you know, we're doing this podcast in real time. It's crazy that it's been a month since we've seen this guy yeah. who is the main, you know, antagonist to our friends. So while she's having the dream, Stacia noticed. What did you notice, Stacia? I don't know. That the master was able to hypnotize Buffy. Oh. <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> <laughs> And then ask the question, does Buffy not take that knowledge into the real world when she goes to fight the master? Because we couldn't remember if in Prophecy Girl, whether or not she like is knows that she's about to be hypnotized or whether or not she even does get hypnotized by him. But I'm pretty sure she does. She right? totally does. Yeah. yeah. She just stands there and then he bites her and she falls into the little yeah. pond. But so she ends up falling into the water and then Xander saves her. Whatever. Right? <laughs> so... She didn't take anything. Like these are prophetic dreams. We've covered that the Slayer well, she's has. She's a sixteen-year-old girl. She's not really. I don't want to die, child. Ready? Well, we're not there yet. She doesn't want to die in that moment. But right now, she's like, I'm fine with it. Right. Yes. Ready to die. Every day, Buffy wakes up. She's ready to die. Born to die. And the way she wakes up is by being violently shaken by none other than Joyce. Joyce. Where were I you? love Joyce because um, she asked her if she wants if. You want to go to school today, and Buffy uh, just says, "Sure, why not?" As if it was an option. Uh, and then she mentions a lottery ticket, and I said that that won't save your um, financial hell, Joyce. You're still owing money to the IRS, no matter which way you spin it. And um, yeah, the introduction introduction of Dad was um, abrupt. Yeah, and Buffy's face was very happy to hear Dad mentioned. Hank Summers, broken family, the walking nightmare that is Hank Summers. I don't actually know him beyond this one episode. Well, that's because Buffy doesn't really know him beyond this one episode. Okay, he never shows back up? Uh, he does. In... I know he's probably mentioned, but... No, he actually shows up. He's definitely in the episode... Same actor? In season six, yeah. Six? Yeah, wow, where... this guy is doing nothing. When Joyce and him come back in while Buffy thinks she's in an insane asylum. Ooh, a... that's right. Do you remember what it's called? I don't know any of the names. Anyway, yeah, so when she's crazy... <laughs> They go to pick her up from the insane asylum, yes, yes, and they're yes, both yes, there. Yes, yes. He's also supposed to come visit her for her birthday next season. They're supposed to go to the ice show because that's what they do every year. Is they go because Buffy loves the figure ice skating. Show, okay. Yeah, we're come on. I thought the ice cream show. Clearly, yeah. that would have been more Sunnydale appropriate. That's true. And I think he. I don't remember if he actually shows up or not. I think he doesn't. And it's a big plot point. Like he fucking let me down. Again. Yeah, that's right. He sends her flowers saying, "Sorry, I couldn't make it, kiddo." And then we talk about how he's fucked off with his secretary to Spain when they're trying to figure out who should parent Dawn. And Buffy spends the summer with him. She does. She spends the summer with him between seasons one and two. Off screen. Off screen. So on screen, it might just be those two episodes, but I'm not 100% sure. Why are we pretending we're friends with Wendell? Who the fuck is Wendell? Where have you been? Hello, doofus. You're in my life. Wendell, what is wrong with you? Don't you know that she is the center of the universe and the rest of us merely revolve around her? Why don't you revolve yourselves out of my life? 
I'm going to disagree. I thought Wendell was the best part of this episode. It was Wendell's show, basically, for a moment. It was. He was just standing in the sunlight, just basking in the glow. Cordelia's like, hey, move. And he was like, mm, no. <laughs> this is my episode. This is my episode. <laughs> and then he was just best friends with the Slayerettes. And I was like, this guy is just going to be a part of the season now. He's basically going to replace Angel. Fuck Angel. It's all about Wendell. I was excited. And then uh, the tarantulas were terrifying. Not a fan. That was intense. And I mean, I get why Wendell didn't end up like swatting them or trying to kill them because he was traumatized by the killing of them. But I mean, isn't that the only option? I mean, if you were surrounded by tarantulas, I would just go crazy. Start like smashing them. Right? I mean, they're kind of big. They are big. I feel like they'd be messy if you killed them. You'd have a corpse. Yeah, but. To deal with. Do you want them crawling all over you? No. Yeah, so you got to decide like bunch of guts or the other way around i, I would know. probably shake them off and run yeah i mean i guess get up wendell screaming. stop screaming and you're fucking and then like light myself on fire and if you saw <laughs> oh, self-immolation well, that, is the only way out of spiders that went, uh, <laughs> that went to a dark place but <laughs> it started in a dark place that's true i mean that's the willow route just kill me now yeah but they were just apparating out inside of a book again why doesn't sunnydale like address this scenario this is bad. This is not something that's good, right? You think we're going to give a fuck about some spiders when we clearly can't even deal with the dead bodies that keep showing up in the locker room? Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, an yeah, invisible person weird. gets, you know, beats someone to death, almost to death. Well, that's next week. I know, but goddamn. <laughs> but goddamn. Xander is dumb. Oh, and yeah. it's unreal. Um, active listening is not a thing. I never learned that in school. I mean, I get the concept of it. But take an old class on it. Like, what is this, English class? It must be psychology, right? Or I would think communication. Is there such thing as communication? Does high school classes? have psychology classes? Correct. I never did. I don't think so. I don't know. But you went to a fancy high school. Of the three of us, fancy, you know. would be the one that would have it. Yeah. Possibly. But I did not. No. Okay. So this would have been like an English class, you know. Uh, so Xander's uh, an idiot. And even Wendell, the star of this episode, uh, basically just rolls his eyes and like turns away from Xander. And then Buffy is no better because she is actively not listening. So she's doing the opposite of the thing. And then Wendell gets called on. She doesn't even listen to Wendell's answer. Sees what I thought was the ghost of Wendell. Like a kid version of Wendell. Oh, Billy. My friend Billy. But Billy, yeah. Who we learn later is Billy. But I thought it was just Wendell as a kid. And the tarantulas come up. And also she bends right over for the camera. So that was a good, um, good job. That's a segue into Gay Buffy. Buffy is gay. <laughs> is Buffy gay? I think there's a lot of evidence against Buffy being gay. I think I've heard in the comics that Buffy is gay. Well, she's a, she's bisexual Buffy in the comics. Yeah. yeah. She also almost just settled for Xander. So let's like calm down with <laughs> Buffy's state of mind. Don't even. Yeah. That's, That's gross. Yeah, she was like, Xander's the only one that understands me. And then proceeds That's not true at all. Three or four comic episodes and then he starts nailing Don instead oh yeah he was totally more into Don which is also upsetting ew Uh, he's too old for her true true well wow to get back to it because this is important Buffy brings up like Xander's like I don't remember when we were talking about active listening and she's like yeah I remember when the teacher was wearing that really tight sweater and like that was clearly like to remember my tight shirt right it was no it was clearly to be hey Xander I know you know because you were you were staring at her parts 
just like I was, is how Stacia took that. Oh. I was staring at her parts. Yeah, she seemed to have this, like, wink-wink face, like, nice. we know what we were doing last class. See, when you said that before, I didn't really get it, but now I do. And that just, no. And then she's like... I want to believe it, but it's not. Yes, believable. because Satsu, later, she gets it, so. That's the girl Buffy sleeps with. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a deep cut. You were screaming in your sleep, lolololol, said Joyce, when she dropped Buffy off at school. Right? Oh, was that before? Did she actually say that? I don't think she says that in the car. Yeah, she says, she's like, yeah, you, I heard you yelling last night or something like that. Like, she literally noticed Buffy was having some kind of night terror and was like, <laughs> that's fine. I thought that was the same day that. No, no, this is I the second time. Yeah. Yeah, because we violently shake her awake at the very beginning and right. then we take her to school in a couple scenes later. And. Yeah, Joyce right. was like, I didn't basically. notice that at all. Maybe because you were yelling about it at the time <laughs> over her saying it. Can you believe this? Goddamn, Joyce! And then yeah, we have a Nazi reference because yeah, the Nazi alert was going off yeah. in my apartment. I had, Nazi to, I had to jump up and stop it. Um, yeah, a bunch of Nazis crawled over my face. I mean, admittedly, that's a fear yeah. for sure. I would not be would not be into that. They gave Xander a bunch of fucking lines in his fucking show. So they were like, How do they not ruffle you? I'm sorry, I'm unruffled by spiders. Now if a bunch of Nazis crawled all over my face. Mm, that was pretty intense. Thank you. Wow, the hell mouth, the center of mystical convergence, supernatural monsters. Been there. You're a little blasé there, aren't you? I'm not worried. If there's something bad out there, we'll find, you'll slay, we'll party. He also said, You demand, buff. Totally 90s. Real weird. Uh, fair Wiggins, I admit. He said that. He says that? He said a fair Wiggins, I admit. I missed that. Um, yeah, they just they just didn't care about Xander in this episode. And then gave him, like, chocolate bars to eat. I mean, it was just, it was bad all around. I feel bad. Why is Wendell the most intense person that's ever lived? They're not insects. They're arachnids. They're from the Middle East? Spiders are arachnids. They have eight legs. Insects only have six. Why does everyone make that mistake? Wendell gets asked a question point blank and he just says, huh? That's not very intense. I know. <laughs> Would you immediately refute my point? Well, no, it's almost it's almost so intense that it's just like, huh, I need you to ask twice. Because I need you to, like, consent to going down this journey right now because I'm about to take you places. And you ask me a question and you know what's coming. I'm about to go crazy. Yeah, he's so intently thinking about whatever garbage he's thinking about that he can't respond to whomever's question without saying, huh. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm unconvinced. That's fair. And then Willow and Wendell, they would both seem very concerned about this arachnid versus insect dilemma. And I wrote, incorrectly, but I know we'll stir some controversy on the internet, uh, Wendell and Willow OTP? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Tara, would never, Tara would never show up if uh, Wendell and Willow... Conflict in this room right now. Yeah, that's fair. We're having some problems. That's fair. I know. I want that. Um, so, yeah, he's not... No one's concerned with magic, He's just concerned with arachnid classification. He just needs Xander to know that this is not an insect. Why does everyone make that mistake? Yeah. He was really intense about that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Buffy just didn't care. Buffy just walked away from the whole scenario. And Wendell had to tell the two lesser Slayerettes at this point what's going on. And that's like if I was there and, like, it would be like the FBI questioning me and then they left. And it was just, like, some homeless, two homeless people just hanging out. Like, do I just talk to them now? Like, why am I talking to these two weirdos? Like, Buffy clearly is the authority. These two are just here. You need to wait until season three until they have their own authority. Right. they go on that investigation during Earshot when they're, like, quizzing everybody. Are you a serial killer? Are you? But then even Xander in the next episode didn't want to be 
a part of the quizzical unit. He was like, oh, I got to go talk to people. I got to go talk to Cordelia, who I'm about to date. Uh, yeah, please no. I'll go hang out with Giles. He overreacts to that shit real hard. He does. Buffy going into the history class that she knows nothing about and has never been to. Uh, what is the music that's playing during that? And why do we close up on that weird ass teacher's little mustache and his shitty glasses? I think the music was intended for Cordelia being a good person and helping out the disabled, mm. which was Buffy. Yeah, the whole scene made me think about Nightmare on Elm Street when she's sitting at her desk and she's f- falling asleep on accident because, like, the whole scene is washed out and there's, like, the slats of, like, the sun coming through the blinds and, like, right. it's just sort of, like, off-cast blue and, I don't know, like, the creepy music and the teacher who's, like, sort of threatening in some way, even though not actually. And, and it was... I liked it, though. It was, it was like, very, very unsettling for a Buffy scene. And it was quiet. Like, yeah. the, these two episodes deal with a lot of quiet that I, you know, they obviously perfect with Hush, but, oh, like, yeah. it's, like, you gotta use those things, and they're really good at it. And you oh. notice what they actually were studying So I test. looked it up. So, uh, Seward's Folly and the oh, Louisiana yeah. Purchase, uh, what was the cost and benefits? From whom and during what administration were they both bought from? So... Seward's Folly is Alaska. Louisiana purchase was Jefferson. Bought it from France. Cost and the benefits. Yeah, I mean, the cost of, I don't know. I would have failed that history test. And from whom during what administration? I don't know what Seward's was. Let's say Teddy Roosevelt. The next one was a Lewis and Clark question that I couldn't read the full thing on. The other one was give him hell, Harry. Mm -hmm. Describe the term accomplishments and defeat. I think Harry is Harry Truman. It has to be Harry Truman. How many other Harrys are there that are presidents? None. So his biggest accomplishment is probably ending World War Two. I think it was the lesser known Harry Washington. Harry Washington. He. Or, yeah. William Henry Harrison. No, that's not a Harry. That's literally you just answered your question by <laughs> saying his name. <laughs> and then the last one was um, uh, the answer was Summers, comma Buffy. Oh. She couldn't get that right though. That so tough. that was rough. Giles' nightmare is getting lost in the stacks, or at least part of his nightmare. The other part of his nightmare, obviously, is not being able to read. But the way he looks around when they come in the office is really suspect. I thought he was hanging out with Jenny. Or hanging out way. by himself. Or by himself. In an intimate way. In an intimate way. And well, then we know the there's those like engravings in the books, right? That's true. Um, well, that's what Xander's all about. That's true. And maybe Giles is all about it, too. Uh, we don't know. Smoking kills. That poster is everything. Yeah, I mean, that's the moral corner sort of seeping yeah, through the we regular part that, of this yeah. episode. Yeah, so I'm going to take a break, and she just, like, walks down to the basement. I mean, clearly that's a terrible decision. Willow makes that decision later on. But Willow should have known better. Yeah, Because when <laughs> the <laughs> no first shit. girl walks down to the basement, like, nothing is super off yet. Right. That she would know about. Not to mention if she goes down there all the time yeah. to smoke, she's not going to expect this well, exactly. Also, That's why I'm saying, like, we haven't evolved in a nightmare world where she's like, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> go into this dark, scary place with no way to out except for the one way. Yeah, Willow has a lot of empirical evidence on, like, don't go into dark places, yeah. don't do stuff from episode one to now. And she already knew that girl had been attacked down there at that right. point. And, I mean, her fear was being ushered onto the stage to sing, admittedly. So, you know, she got off pretty light, but she could have been murdered. My turn. <laughs> she has the sweetest gentleness. Why Malcolm? Was... I mean, why wouldn't you be afraid of Malcolm at that point? Like, even just in the scope of this school year, like, you know, we're one episode away from Malcolm. 
why wouldn't you go down there and like, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. First sound, you would think, oh my god, Mecha Malcolm's coming out, and he's about to fucking like kill me. I think we've forgotten all about Malcolm. Correct. I mean, he doesn't exist anymore. Classic Buffy. Classic 90s TV. Just like, we're gonna tangentially, you know, talk about the things that happened, but they have no relation on like the, you know, psychological makeup of our characters. Oh yeah, there's no continuity whatsoever. Yeah, Willow doesn't care. Giles has a fun scarf. We're walking down the hallway, and there's fucking greasers? What deck it is it? But also... Tunnel stakes rule. Tunnel stakes rule. Tunnel stakes rule. We've got a Nerf Herder sticker in the locker, but you also noticed that there's more more things in the locker of Willows. Oh, I did. There was a high school... There was a pennant for the Razorbacks, mm-hmm. and also a picture of her and uh, British celebrity Anthony Stewart Head. Wow. From the uh, coffee commercials. <laughs> he's must, maybe Nest he's Cafe Nest Gold Cafe. Blend Gold Blend He's probably around still Gold Blend Just in time Well now uh, I think you know everyone Except We've I... already met We uh, share the same taste in coffee Golden roasted Richer Smoother Nescafe Gold Blend No, yeah. Are you always this late? I won't be tomorrow What's happening tomorrow? I'm inviting you for dinner what makes you think I'll accept? You can't resist my coffee. No, we get to Giles in the sphere, and uh, he is bankrupting Sunnydale. There's so many uh, newspapers. Why does he subscribe to every newspaper on planet Earth? He's an information moment? man. I guess, but then he's like, I can't read, so he thinks like one paper versus the other. I mean, the rest of the time, throughout the whole series, we never see the stack of newspapers. Maybe he does it. use newspapers, though. Does he? Multiple times. Like, um, in the episode where the girls are being turned into a creepy monster girlfriend of Frankenstein situation. Yeah, when the girls are getting They pull up a newspaper clipping. When the girl goes missing, I think, with the snake in and the, the frat poi, frat house, they pull up a newspaper clipping. Ooh, yes. um, Giles has a newspaper clipping when the anointed one is created. <laughs> He's like... That's right. right. That's right. There was an accident. We have to go check the body. So, common theme. So, newspaper machina. The newspapers. (laughs) Because of all the newspapers. Like, why wouldn't you be like, could have been the New York Times. New York Times not carrying anything about Billy Palmer. 12-year-old Billy Palmer. What great photo of his, uh, him and his baseball bat. I mean, Jesus. How did they, the paper even get that information? Why do they have a photo of me? Like that? Why would my parents ever give anybody that information? Because it's the clearest picture. Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Because they want to know who love hurt him? him. We don't know anything about his parents. Probably love him. His, his... Let's go on that theory. I hope so. Okay. We're going to go on. <laughs> Otherwise, this episode just got a whole I know. lot and darker. Also like, oh, no, coach, you go and hang out with our kid. We're going to like not go and hang out with our kid. Where's the parents? At know. the hospital, you gotta be around, right? Where is the Yeah, that is weird. But parents in Sunnydale are famously correct, but absent. But the hospital is losing its shit, and everything is being torn asunder. Where is the family? The going parents out are to probably dealing with their own nightmares. True. They but might be buried alive be and have giant dying? bees flying at them. That's true. The bees mm. are intense, but their nightmares gotta be turned into a full-on Jumanji. True. Sure did. Safari is running through houses. Dying? What about their kid dying? I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, that was a big one for Giles. He didn't react appropriately to that. 
To what? To like him to, thinking Buffy was dead. Yeah. He was like, because oh, he I saw know. the gravestone. R.I.P. girl Thomas touches it for better. a second. I was just like, how do you know that's Buffy? You can't read. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good fucking point. Maybe you can read numbers though. He's like, that checks out, I guess. <laughs> we'll assume it's Buffy. <laughs> Some girl that was born in 81 and died today, shit. <laughs> was the gravestone 81? I don't know. I don't think we even show the gravestone. No, they, yeah, it does. Was it 81? Yeah, yeah it, that, it is 81. That contradicts within two episodes yeah the information from the one episode i wrote yeah. by Jane. no two. i think it's it says that. like july whatever yeah. 81 to oh for fuck's sake yeah that's rough see i thought it would be like three years later we get the date wrong or whatever that's fine you know immediately who cares? immediately we fucked that up which is almost i love it that's beautiful i love it i feel like what must have happened is whoever had to create the graphics for that episode was like uh she's like this age ish we'll just put fucking 1980 right 16 81 yeah you know it's not like a a late 16 also like who knew anyone would give enough of a crap about it that they would zoom up on something that's on the screen for like one second and be like that's wrong (laughs) buffy says like i saw that little kid all over school i thought it was weird but i didn't say anything that makes sense that you wouldn't ever mention it to anybody. What am I, a knowledge girl now? Explanations are your terrain. But there's a small child lurking in the hallways every time mysterious shit happens. Definitely not a clue to anything. And you also stare at him. Like, you two both, like, connect eyes. Like, cool, kid. You're clearly not a high school student. You're 12. And uh, you're here. No big and deal. you're just wearing white. NBD. I don't know. There's a lot of other shit going on. Maybe you'd just forget. Nah. I think with the first thing with the tarantulas, you would. But yeah. then with the rest of it, literally everything that happened, he was just like, hey. But I think she brought it up after the test. So that was the second time she had seen him. And she was like, oh, yeah, there is this creepy kid. Yeah, but then there were at least another two or three times where it was just, it was, the, the kid would just show up. She would look at him and then he would just like go and walk down into the gym and she would just stare. But then she went after him. Yeah, but she didn't really go after him. She just like casually walked over to him. Like, run after the kid. Well, she didn't lose him, so whatever. Yeah, she I did guess. her job. I guess. <laughs> she did the bare minimum. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when Hank is having that terrible speech, like the worst thing a, like a child would ever want to hear from their parent, when he's talking a lot of shit to Buffy about, like, it's your fault that your mom and I hate each other. That was a really tough... That I forgot great. that existed. It was really fucked up. I think they did that really well. That's the worst. They did that really well. Shit you want and to Sarah Michelle Keller is great. Yeah. Like, if you never thought about a range, that was really good. She got chopped. She just got crying as he if says, it was real. No, your mother's fine. And I'm like, for now. For now. Because she won't be. That's, I said that too. Giles' musical comedy version of this. We have our musical comedy version. What's just that? wait five years, son. He'll be fine. The worst nightmare jump cut. Oh, yeah. So, Giles was like, oh, our worst nightmares are coming true or whatever. And then jump cuts to Cordelia with her crazy hair. It's beautiful. And then she gets dragged off in the chess club. She does. And Willow is stoked. It's awesome. Little, little smirk. I think we all were. Little smirk. <laughs> what do you have for notes, lady? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just no. have the the um, bad guy. Oh, right, right. Facially deformed, which is... Disfigured, which is not awesome. Joss Whedon has an ableism problem. Yeah, yeah when they were talk f- about that a little bit. Yeah. Um. Well, they call him. It. <laughs> you know what I mean? They right call him. It. It's like she's so inarticulate that she can't be like. <laughs> I hate the trope that it's like, 
I'm gonna start crying and I can't fucking like I can't say that just fucking say it yeah. like you understand what a crime is and like you are a victim say it's something frustrating stop being oh you're the worst and it's like when you say it I'm thinking fucking demon I'm thinking yeah. some puppet I'm thinking you know it's like all the things that we've had to deal with dehumanizes that it's a guy it's a fucking guy with a plastic or um, foam club who's coming after you identify him like just say it he's got a foam club that apparently could knock out a, a, a slayer yes and then when they were like going to the baseball field and the stupid kid is looking off in the baseball field and he's just like baseball it's bad when you lose you're just playing what is it what's bothering you baseball when you lose it's bad <laughs> and i was like oh god this is like Who's writing this fucking thing? And then they turn, and it's the, the guy walking slowly towards them. And I was like, that's terrifying. Oh, yeah. And then he says, the, that's that's what happens. We hide. And then he comes. I'm like, that's the best fucking plan ever. Continual hiding. Well, that's be the worst what TV show ever. What is the little kid going to do? Right. But then they were like, let's go in the bushes. The bushes are connected to the school. You just, like, went in the bushes, what, to hide? Like, does the bushes just lead you into the cafeteria? Is that, like, how things work in California? Like, that makes no sense. And then they get into the graveyard, which was the probably the, one of the best parts of the whole episode. Oh, yeah. The whole the effect, The master even. with Buffy was dope as shit. Sassy master. This isn't real. You, you can't be free. You still don't understand, do you? I am free because you fear it. Because you fear it, the world is crumbling. Your nightmares are made flesh. You have little Billy to thank for that. Him sitting there on that statue or whatever, like holding on to mm-hmm. it, like, come on. Because it, it's fun, because he's like, I almost see him as like, you know, sort of like he's unable, obviously, to leave that little cave. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun to see him out in the world. He would have been a great villain in like season two or three. He kind of gets a short shrift on on yeah, that's true. on season one because he doesn't get to show up a lot and they don't really know quite what they're doing. He would have been a better bad guy than Adam or whatever. But yeah. I think it's it's more powerful when he shows up in season seven. Um, as, as the first. Even, as yeah. the first, yeah. And then even in the comics, it's, it's, fun. it's fun. He's just like, hey, I live in the Hellmouth. What's up? I'm going to get you alive and kind of do all this stuff. It's kind of fun. So it pays off in the end. But at first you're like, oh, this is kind of a cool, cool bad guy. Oh, Xander's nightmare with uh, the clown and stuff. We Swastika hallway. Yeah, we can't forget about that. Yeah. So many swastikas. If I walked in somewhere and I saw swastikas, which are still crazy to see 20 years from 97 in this world that we currently live in, was shitty. And then the school is wrecked, completely wrecked, completely destroyed. And he's just like, uh, yeah, let me grab this Hershey bar. He doesn't even give a shit. He just eats like six in a row. Like, who just eats six candy bars at once? I probably would. <laughs> I, I just could I would But pick then it he's up. just like talking with his mouth full to no one. What you doing? Okay, let me ask you a question then. If you think that you would eat six candy bars in a row, if there were six bars on the ground, I get it. Not maybe in one fell swoop. I mean, you are you and I I mean, me. I would definitely pick up the candy bars. Pick up. So, so that's one thing, to pick up six candy bars and be like, this is cool, those swastikas are weird, but I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> would you follow a line of candy bars that are that are set out in a particular spot for you? I think I would. You would walk it all the way through. I probably would. Would you punch the clown at the end? Well, I'm not scared of clowns. That clown was scary. Yeah. I was not. I didn't think that clown was very scary. I mean, I guess Sander in the end didn't think so either. That's true. He just 
claw. The knife thing was kind of surprising. Because I was wondering, like, I guess you can die for real. Like, even if the clown is a dream, it could still kill you in this situation. So I don't know. It's unclear. I don't know if that's... Would you just... Would he have died and then when the kid woke up, he'd just, like, reanimate? Yeah, from, like, where he was. Yeah. Right? Like, he dies on the floor. Or in a grave. I mean, I guess it was only a day. Because it seems so like none of it's buried. Except for Buffy. Buffy gets buried. Because Buffy turns into a vampire, but then isn't a vampire. Right. And she, like, clawed her way out. Is that what vampires do? They just, like, claw yeah. their way out. Yeah, oh, yeah. They show that a bunch of times. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Spike, like, uh, bonds with her after she comes back from the dead. Like, he sees her hands and he knows yeah. that she, like, ripped her way out of a grave and was That's like, awesome. we need to take care of this. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be good. I, chocolate hurricanes aren't real. They're not that real. Game I've never seen them before. They looked really fake. Fake as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not even real chocolate. It's just like, this is chalk. I have to eat chalk. <laughs> I hope they were feeding him chalk. Oh, God. They probably were. Get too fat, Xander. Here's your chalk. Not yet. We, we saw you in your underwear. The widening. Not yet, but the widening. <laughs> the widening. Buffy, the widening. Uh, Restless happens again, basically, because Willow's little... Oh, you mean for the second time, I guess. True. Yeah. Which was lovely. I loved her. I love the guy. He's just like, is it my turn? She's like, he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she sounds like a chicken getting stepped on. Oh, my God. She's terrible. During the master's little misogyny rant, he says, you're prettier than the last one. They like referencing the last layer. Yeah. We never know who the last layer is. No, no, no. But, um, well, it's funny because there is no such thing as the last layer per the comics in season eight. There's thousands layers. Or do they all become He's active? just referring to the Slayer that was the Slayer before Buffy. Yeah. I don't like the... What are you talking about? Well, no, because in, in season eight, there's like a thousand Slayers. Right. So who, who would be a Slayer before Buffy? Everyone's assigned to their coordinated place what are you talking about what are you talking about because when you say the last slayer what in season eight there's a thousand slayers right because willow makes that happen oh is that right that yeah. happens okay, at so the end of season only... seven right oh, yeah they turn all the yeah. slayer actives or so whatever so she's the only slayer yeah, yeah. only the slayer. one girl in all the world the that's one why that she's the, the slayer skip that fucking thing. oh my god dude. she's the slayer well, see, that, the only one <laughs> is like false information it's not real okay because i thought that that it there was a thousand others. No, the there's just a bunch God. of them with potential to be slayers, but there's a point where they like age out, like they'd never be called because now they're too old. Because okay, right? Yeah, well, that's where the whole potential. Okay, so and then there's the one that comes around, right? Who's the girl? Kendra. The- yeah. Kendra. But, okay, so it's Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> not Buffy a Vampire Slayer. Yeah, okay, I get it. Because she's fine. the only one. Yeah, Thank so the you. one, the Thank one you. who was the one before Buffy. The only so one. The only one. That because was Buffy one. at that point oh, right, had the and, potential to be a slayer, but was not yet one. And Kendra was also a potential. A potential. Got and then it. Buffy dies, that. and so Kendra is called. Nice. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's Lovely. two, which is like an anomaly, because Buffy should be dead. She shouldn't be around anymore. It should yeah. be Kendra. Good. And Good. that's where, and then Kendra carries on the line, and Buffy's like a weird offshoot. Yeah. There should never be more than one slayer. Yes, yeah. because when Kendra dies, Faith yeah, is called. Okay. But when Buffy dies the second time, no one else comes. Like, because her line's already She's moved already on. Dead, yeah. There is no one else. 
<laughs> That's <laughs> fascinating. I had no idea. <laughs> that is like a huge main point of this. How did you watch no, the no, seventh no. season? Uh, no, you I must have I, been so confused. I guess I no no no. I guess I get it, but after the fact, you, you sort of see all the Slayers. I just forgot. Mm, yeah, I think everything got mushed around in your head. Well, yeah. I thought it was like okay, Slayers are hanging out over here. I mean, there's vampires everywhere. If there's right. only one yeah. person doing this. I mean, that's it makes inefficient sense that there would be more than one. Well, that's why when the credit, Slayers yeah. go crazy, yeah. that's why the Slayers are fun because they're like out of control. Mm-hmm. And Buffy, and not only, because now I'm remembering season seven, we're getting it together. Good, good, good. But then in the <laughs> in the comics too, they're out of control. There's yeah. so many of them. Right. And they're like pegged as terrorists. and like, yeah. Yeah. Which they would be, right? Which they would be, yeah. Fun. Oh, okay, oh, I'm glad we yeah. talked about this because I, I was under the very wrong assumption that there were just more slayers i didn't think there were thousands but i just i thought there was more yeah yeah but she's the the only yeah so california basically has it easy which is ridiculous because like europe's being destroyed by interesting because kendra gets called and faith gets called and then buffy is still the slayer and it's like and then a slayer yes like she still maintains the in her title and that and then Kendra and Faith are both accidentally also slayers, <laughs> but don't really count. Like, she is the leader slayer. <laughs> well, I would go ahead and just say that neither of them really count. I think she even, Bubby even says something at one point, like, I'm the slayer, like, to Faith. Like, I have to take care of this. <laughs> As she should. I would trust Buffy over Faith any day. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> she got be the worst. Yeah. Oh, well, that was fun. But yeah, so I think it's interesting to think about the past slayers because you get glimpses of them. Like with Spike killing the one where he gets leather yeah, coat from, true, and, and the I one during that. the Boxer Rebellion in Correct. China who Correct. was very badass. And mm-hmm. but so, Kendra doesn't die immediately. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, she dies. She dies at the very end of season two. So, so a year. Just, yeah, but their powers yeah. are activated. So Kendra is a Slayer. Once Buffy. Once dies. Buffy dies. Right. Is okay. when she's becomes power, Slayer so strength. Relative powers. Yeah. Okay. Before that, she's just a normal girl. <laughs> but she knows. So the Kendra's interesting yeah, because weird. she's raised knowing she has the potential to be a yeah. slayer where they don't ever talk about yeah, that. So that's, Until season seven where sense. everybody's a potential and we get all that garbage. Well, it's interesting because even though everyone is a potential in season seven, it didn't seem as if any of them had been trained to be a slayer right. the right. way that Kendra had been. Like, they all didn't know until someone found them and brought them to Buffy's house. They weren't like, oh, yes, of course, let's go. They were all confused. Well, I think they also doubled down then. All of this stuff about Giles training makes more sense, where if she was, like, the Slayer anointed from the beginning to be this, like, she would almost have these powers regardless. So why is she training these weird little montages with Giles where she's just beating up Giles? Right. 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 So it's like, it makes sense that like a Kendra or a Faith wouldn't know, like if they're just regular people. But it is weird that it's like, oh, baby girl, yeah, you're third in line to be a Slayer. So maybe it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, now you've introduced this whole world to this girl that if I was a Slayer, I'd be like, fuck that. I want to be a fucking Slayer. But then it, it also opens up the idea of how okay, the parents know. <laughs> yeah, well, so if all the potentials yeah. are trained from birth, or in an ideal situation, that's what it would be. Even if they don't get called, then you still have people trying to fight demons, just probably ineffectively and dying more often. Do you think they she was actually fighting demons before she was turned into a slayer, or if she was just training and waiting for her moment? Like she's just a theoretical slayer for. Everybody. Yeah, it just seemed like maybe she but was then still who also like, taking classes. Who a slayer is like? I mean, if if Kendra's in fucking Illinois. Killing vampires She's left in and some right. Ambiguous Caribbean island. 
Oh, whatever. I think she was supposed matter. to be from Jamaica. Jamaica, fine. She's in Jamaica. They picked she's... a really specific area that she was from. But if she's with there fucking killing accent. vampires and killing demons, right? She's like being trained on that. Who's to say that she's not the vampire slayer, right? Like, well, that's what we were she's, just discussing. But she doesn't have the magical power, so shit. So then, or the prophetic dreams like a, for the oh, first season, or sweet. well, that's that's what. And Buffy seems to heal is. really quickly too. Which, if you weren't the slayer, you wouldn't have that. Yeah. So ability. being the slayer, you have. Enhanced strength, right? The strength of ten men. Not yet. You, you have, I would say, arguably, <laughs> the strength of half a Xander. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except when Xander needs to be here. One and a half Xanders. <laughs> One and a half Xanders. Uh, you, I, I would say you have increased speed. She seems to be faster than most people. Uh, and then you also have, yeah, increased healing abilities, mm-hmm. and you don't have to yeah. sleep as long. So, like, those are kind of the any prophetic dreams. So these are the the <sighs> magical things when a slayer is called. Right. That's what is passed. To it me. also seems like she's got some sort of like mystical. I have better balance. I can sense yeah. movement around me. Oh, yeah, general like, like hearing. honed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that too when she stops herself. In yeah. The next episode. Yeah. 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 And I think they do that in later seasons where they have her like fight with a blindfold on. Yeah. And I think that this gets more fleshed out. I feel like they were kind of implying that maybe it used to be a thing where all potentials were trained to be okay. a future slayer but that maybe most cultures don't care anymore and it's sort of like self-governed based on your values or something and i think with the comics they sort of mention that too now that i'm thinking about it because i think they sort of comment that the slayers were needed obviously with the with the first right the first yeah it's called the first um but then they weren't but you can't just deactivate them so they're now run amok yeah and so it's one of those things that once every 150 200 years whatever you have to face this huge threat which they had to but then what do you do afterwards so it's almost up to the slayers now to keep going and then slowly die off and then there's one left i don't know i guess i'm i haven't followed it, up on everything i well i my assumption i don't know how they handled in it the in the comics was reckless. that Forever anyone born with the potential to be a slayer would then become a slayer was the implication to me in the seventh season that there would never only ever be one. Now it was open to everyone who could be a slayer would always be one. There is no more potential. These are actual, at least in season eight. Right. But I'm saying like even if all the ones who had become slayers died off, like the futures who could be potentials that weren't born yet would always be slayers. Like they wouldn't just... Way more Maybe. egalitarian. I'm yeah. so much more. I'm on board with that. That was well, they, my understanding. Yeah, because they do the, the montage at the very end of Chosen, the very last episode, where it like shows a, a small girl, like eight, yeah, who wouldn't theoretically be in the pool because she's not 15, right? Right. Uh, that she like has that like ah, I'm super strong now. So yeah, literally anyone that could be from birth would now be activated, yeah. and that seems cool. really reckless. True. I don't. How is that it reckless could, well, though? Because you're reckless. three years old and like I don't know. No, punch well, people through walls. And and no, they roll. But they, you wouldn't be. No, they roll down the reasons why it's reckless because these are little girls that aren't trained and so they're so powerful. Well, that isn't that crazy. what the can- council should be doing? Well, the council gets crazy. Yeah, so the council gets blown up in this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they get exploded. And in season eight, they deal with the ramifications of that because there's no one to train the slayers. So you have a bunch of powerful people running around enacting their own form of justice and there's a bunch of weird sort of runoff organizations of slayers that slayers fight slayers yeah there's groups like one of them she's really cool which is very interesting she has like a shaved head with like a little she has like a chelsea where she has a little pink hair and she's uses guns and shit and she basically oh yeah she's dope like a hundred slayers it's like fuck everyone we're stealing all the things and then she gets want take half killed yeah Yeah. which is fun 
So yeah. Buffy, a vampire slayer. Is well, that's really frustrating. Slayer. I didn't think about that with the council because, like, there were so many British people whose entire existence seemed to be around the one slayer, and it's like, why are there so many of you when Giles is the only one doing any work? True. And why? So are what there, are you doing? British? Like, you just sit in a room together, and you're like, well, the slayer's still slaying things, so it's a good day. Oh my God, the council! I fucking hate the council. The fact that like. <gasps> but Giles is the only one actively training a slayer, right? Because yeah. she's the only fucking slayer. And yet he doesn't get to go on any of the retreats. He doesn't get to fucking hang out. He doesn't actually get any credit for doing the it one seems and like, only job. Yeah, it seems like if anything, he'd be like the most important council person ever because he has the slayer. And it seems like you'd then get like, I don't know, president. See right. or something. But isn't it like also perfect because <laughs> King of the they council. think that they're the only slayers out there. I mean, it's such, they're all just British. And there's this little fucking little American girl who's a slayer. But there's a whole pool, potentially. I mean, Kendra, or Kendra, is just living her life, killing demons, doing her thing. Well, they probably had no that. fucking idea. That well, like, who was training her? She has because, a watcher. Right. Yeah. But, like... But a watcher from Britain? From the fucking council? Yes. Yeah, one would think, yeah. That seemed to be the implication, because it wasn't her parents. Right. Then why don't they talk? Like, why but is then also, like, why... If, if it's so strict in Jamaica that you have to be taken away from your parents to be turned into this, like, soldier, one, why, wouldn't Kendra be better than Buffy at this whole slang gig? Yes. I mean, yes. honestly. And then, two, why is Buffy allowed to live her with her really bad mom in Sunnydale and go to school? Like, why is that even a thing why that she's she allowed to do? Why isn't she taken away from her family and turned into a killing machine like Kendra was supposed to be? True. I mean, obviously, it works because her support network, whatever, gives her strength. They talk about that. But, like... Why would it ever get to that point? Yeah. Why wouldn't she be taken away immediately? I don't understand. Okay, but we're still caring about the spiders here. Let's not forget the spiders. This was a really long tangent to go on for the comment of, because Daniel didn't know that there was only one Slayer. That's awesome. How did we, oh, because who was the Slayer in the past? She must have been really ugly. Yeah. That's true. Which is so sad, because like Whistler brings it up too to Angel when he's in season two. He's like, oh, she's prettier than the last one. Like, what what was wrong with the poor last Slayer? Like she, she, she poor Ugga Slayer. I oh, feel bad for her. She's probably fine. She was probably fine. She's just not. She probably kicked out. ass, and yeah. it would be a much more interesting story. Such a Joss Whedon thing to say. Oh. Let's uh, let's get on to another tangent with Slayers who are vampires. So it's I think mm. it's logical because I I love Buffy being a vampire in this episode. I know it's a short term, but I I love fine. the idea of that because I feel like. It must have happened. You're fighting vampires. There's a really good chance that one was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to turn you. Let's do this. Because I don't care. I'm a vampire. I don't give a shit. And I think it'd be really funny to watch you go kill a whole bunch of people. And you'll have extra super duper strength because you're the slayer. And a vampire. And now you can't die. So I had a couple thoughts about that. One, why weren't we doing that? Why wasn't the fucking council at some point in history? And maybe they did. I think that'd be a fun story to do. Uh, why wouldn't you purposefully... Turn a slayer. Because then you have oh an God. immortal slayer. But then you have a slayer who's evil, who has, what, double super strength, who can never be stopped by anyone? But, but let's ensole them. You do pull an angel curse. That's dangerous, too. <laughs> and then, and then of course, there are limitations that come with being a vampire, a.k.a. she can't go out in the sunlight, That's a.k.a. Great. she can die by drinking holy water. Like, there's a bunch of problems here. And also, I mean, didn't they basically ensure that there is an immortal slayer? Like, it's not the same slayer, but you always have mm, one. Like, there's an immortal line of slayers. There will always be one. What? 
Like, no matter what, even though it's not the same like, Slayer, even there will always it, be a even Slayer. Even if Slayers are dying, there will always be oh. a Slayer. Because one is called after the other one does. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Remember how we just had that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I thought. I thought, was, I thought there was more to it than that. Yeah. yeah. So someone's no. activated that nobody knows about, like a but, Dalai Lama. Yeah, because it's, over you there. know, there's not only just one. Right. Like, there will always be another one. Unless you kill All every right. person on Earth. I got her. Yeah. I got her. I can, I can refute all that. So uh-huh. she, she nice. primarily fights during the night, anyways. Okay, but she's run away from vampires into daylight before, which has saved her when, if she was a vampire, a vampire could have killed her and she would have been stuck and she wouldn't have been able to like run out of the sewer or whatever. I, I think it is. I don't know. I think it's a restriction. Okay, so whether or not the daylight thing, that's fine. But. The other idea of it to me is why don't we turn every Slayer? Because then before we realize Willow can make a spell happen. So I'm really glad you're not Slayer. in charge of the council. But, yeah, but I'm just make all of them a, like, a vampire because then you can have an army of them. Whoa. Yeah, you're out of your mind. I'm just saying you could have an army of vampire your hand going like Slayers that, that are vampires. Vampire slayers, right. Oh, God. Just get an army of vampires. I think it's interesting. And in season eight, they do a crossover with Frey. I haven't actually read Frey. No, but that's good. Yeah, uh, Frey's twin brother, mm-hmm. who is also kind of a slayer, is turned and is a vampire who is a slayer, mm-hmm. theoretically. Mm-hmm. So I want, I guess they do do it. Because it's an interesting question. It's a cool thing to, to play with. And that's why. Yeah, it's much easier on a comic book page than it is. But on then what do you do when you have a vampire, a vampire slayer, va- a vampire vampire slayer? Mm-hmm. Well, he's who- a bad guy, so. Well, no, but what do you do when you have a vampire vampire slayer who then turns evil and you have, I don't know, how do you kill a vampire vampire slayer? Yeah, that's why it'd be fun. That's why I just think it was a cool idea. I don't know. Which would have done it? I mean, we had evil. Faith wasn't that enough. I guess so. I mean, I guess that's what that is, right? It's just... I mean, Faith is the foil to Buffy in every way. Oh my god. Let's finish this motherfucker. (laughs) 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 Ah! Sorry. I hope you leave that in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A little scream. (laughs) Overreaction. Oh, my God. Um, Our dreams are coming true. Dreams? That would be a musical comedy version of this. Nightmares. Our our nightmares are coming true. So why is this happening? Billy. Well, that explanation was shorter than usual. It's Billy. And I like that their citizen's arrest happened. I want to know, like, what happened afterwards. Like, the cop showing up. Cue the laughter. But, like, what happened there? They got the coach, right? So Giles and Xander would have had to stay there. And then they praise Xander, but not Giles, for holding back the guy. Yeah, that's true. And then the whole thing about the attractiveness of Buffy with Willow was terrible. Oh, her making the comment, like, were you still into her when she was a vampire? He's like, I have a problem. And then they walk off together as friends. And then the music is, like, the worst surf music I've ever heard. I still dug her, huh? I'm sick. I need help. Don't I know it. Can't wait until we get Christophe back. Can't say that enough. Every episode needs to say. Lucky 19. Fuck Walter Murphy. Sorry, Walter Murphy. Lucky 19. Moral Learning Corner. Yay! What did we learn this week, gang? Daniel, did you learn anything? Yes, we learned two things. Do not smoke ever. What? 
And baseball, when you lose, it's bad. It's true. That could apply possibly to other sports, but I, I'm not 100%. Stacia, what did you learn? I can't remember. I literally, I literally wrote, don't, don't, don't be afraid of things. Oh, don't be afraid of things. Nice. <laughs> I had a bunch of puns for this one, and I don't remember. Master your fear. That's right. Nice. Yeah. We learned that from the master. All right. That's it. Yay. Where do, where do we do for rankings, my friends? Yeah, well, you're the ranking expert, so what's what are your uh, criteria? Okay. That's part of this uh, episode. Willow hack something slash we talk about the net. Didn't happen. Didn't use a goddamn computer. No computers. That's a five. Joyce is a terrible mom. Yes, yeah, she when is. When does it get to zero? When does it go below five? I robot you, Jane. Did it? Yeah. Well, oh, I gave it a one. Did oh, it? That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's either a one yeah. or a ten. Yeah. So literally nothing else could ever. She will always be a five. Easy five points. Okay, keep going. Just like Joyce gets an easy five points when she's not in the episode. True. Uh, yeah. Oh, but Joyce was in this episode. She was, so, so she gets a three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's awful. We uh, were debating between a two and a three, and then I said, well, Joyce did drive her to school. So. That's true. That's right. She yeah. And gave her that one point advantage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's true. Ridiculousness <laughs> of the monster of the week slash big bad. Um, I I really, really liked this episode. I thought the Nightmares thing was awesome. I agree. The actual villain where we're just shaming people that are deformed sucked. But uh, the Nightmares thing was really cool. So I gave it a nine for yep. the, the concept. But the actual, like, if you're going to call the guy with the club hand a villain, I, no, it was terrible. At the very end, I thought the same thing. I was like, this is really, this was fun. Yeah. This was like one of the first fun. Everyone's going crazy. Total chaos. Really great. Yes. Like the bees or whatever outside or the wasps outside of the window. Like. Hell yeah. And like, who knows what else could have been happening? It's great. Cool shot of like the, it being nighttime across yeah. the street. Was oh, neat. it's awesome. Yeah. Like, Which oh, no wow. one else noticed. Just Giles. Just Giles. And Which was good. Yeah. Relationship goodness or badness? Like friendship, romantic relationships, any kind of relationships? Got an eight because we even made friends with Wendell. We cared about everyone in this episode. We tried to take care of everybody. Wendell's a great, great person. And we took care of that little kid. We did. We did. Really. Took care of everybody. Giles level of Giles only got a five. He did have a fun scarf, but not really a whole lot else. And he couldn't even read. He couldn't do the yeah. things he liked. He couldn't read. It wasn't very Giles. But his fear of not being able to read is so Giles. It is pretty Giles. But I don't fun. know. That's a pretty good home. argument. My episode specific. Maybe you should bump it up a little higher. No, this episode Six. already got higher than every other episode oh. this season except for the first one. So Shit. that's We're why good. I think you should bump it up higher. Oh. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Yeah, be ballsy. Episode specific. Okay. Buffy is a vampire. Ten Better out of ten. Be ten <laughs> give it an 11 out of 10. So yeah, like, give it an 11 out of yeah, 10. Get that extra point. You never get Just to see it. Just bump it up to like a 43. Boom. So yeah, 40 out of 60. Highest so far this season. Except for the first episode because I wasn't actually doing proper <sighs> rankings. Correct. So I left that as number one. So this is going to be number two. Of- so number one is Welcome to the Hellmouth. You don't, you're not doing the Harvest as well. No, yeah. Just Welcome to the Hellmouth oh, is number one. Right. This one follows Nightmares, oh, number nice. two wow. of the season. So two out of uh, 10. Banging, banging. Stacia. I don't know where I put it. Three. I put it at three out of ten. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. badass. So what is yours? Welcome. Welcome to the Hellmouth Angel. And the Nightmares. Nightmares and then the Harvest. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving this a ninety nine. It's it's a great it's a good episode. It's better than the next one. But it's um it's still kind of a low I don't know. There was a lot of a lot of problems with it. And I think when you start early the lore just isn't there and it gets really fucked with. And as we tangent id for, you know, 20 minutes, there's a lot of confusing things that happen later that I think unfortunately are going to keep these things down where they're supposed to be. B 
because they just don't make a lot of sense. So 99 out of 137. 99 out of 137, which I think is, is middling. I mean, that's definitely a probably a th- third or fourth in terms of these uh, episodes this season. So yeah. the next one is not going to be good. So All right. It's All right. In the books, nightmares. In the books, we're done. Follow us. Oh, God. On SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes, all of them things. Stitcher's subscribe, thing. I mean. Subscribe to our podcast on those things. Subscribe. Do the things that you do on podcasts where you leave comments. Right. And you tweet at people. Pretend this is a real podcast. Do all the things you normally do on a real podcast, but to us. At BeatMePod on Twitter and other stuff. Everything. There's a website. Just, just go to BeatMePod.wordpress.com. There you go. And our, our Tumblr has just a, a bunch of stills and shots from the current episode that we're talking about. So if you're listening to Nightmares in the present, it's all there. If not, you can just like have fun going down in order. So our Tumblr is basically completely in order. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's kind of fun. Thank you for listening. Say goodbye, Stacia. Goodbye, Stacia. Say goodbye, Dana. Goodbye, Stacia. I like when we do things that makes Kelly mad and I feel guilty, but...